The start date for the trial in the classified documents case against former President Trump has been pushed back. We have an update surrounding the plans for student loan forgiveness, information on these stories, and much, much more coming up on today's episode of BBP News. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode. Today is Monday, July 24th, and of course, it is 2023, and we have another news episode for you guys, and we have a lot to get into today, so don't miss out. Stick around, and let's have some fun here and get into a bunch of news. But before we do anything, before we get into any of this news, we must get into the weather in the normal Monday morning fashion headed into this week. So, in Los Angeles, California, it'll be clear today with a high of 89 degrees. In Houston, Texas, actually under 100 degrees this time. Clear skies today, or at least mostly clear, with a high of 98 degrees, so still sweltering in Houston. In Chicago, Illinois, it'll be clear today with a high of 88 degrees. And finally, in New York City, some partly cloudy skies. A couple clouds moving over today, but still very nice with a high of 86 degrees. Hopefully, those clouds can actually help it stay a little cooler but i don't have much to go into here at the top of the show here uh it's pretty much all news from here on out let's jump right into it and we start out with the classified documents trial as the date for the trial's beginning it's not what former president trump wanted And it's certainly not what special counsel Jack Smith wanted. But now we know when the former president will go on trial to face those 37 felony charges for having all those classified documents at Mar-a-Lago. This past Friday morning, Trump appointed Florida federal judge who is overseeing this case released a seven-page ruling. She has set Trump's classified documents trial for the two-week period beginning on May 20th of 2024. We'll talk about the politics of that in just a second, but that's not all she said in this ruling. She also laid out an extremely detailed list of deadlines for the special counsel and for the Trump team. Those deadlines start this Thursday and continue every single month until the May trial date. Logistically, it is very possible that we won't see a classified documents trial in May. That's because many legal experts say that there's a very real possibility each one of those individual deadlines could be pushed back or delayed, which would then push the trial date back as well. And that's where the politics of all of this comes in. May is really the heart of the primary season. That is the time when Democrats and Republicans are in the thick of deciding who will be their party's president presidential nominee. For example, in 2020, Trump was decided to be the GOP nominee in August, while in 2016, he was chosen in May when the last of his challengers backed out of the race. So this is really the heart of it. 
And on top of that, the Justice Department has a long-standing policy of not proceeding with any action that may have an impact on an election. The policy does not have a specific date listed, but if this trial does get pushed to later in the summer of 2024, it is possible that the Justice Department won't want to move forward with a prosecution until after the 2024 election, which is what the Trump team argued to begin with. We could be seeing another criminal indictment filed against former President Trump in the next few days or next week or so. How do we know that? Well, because Trump said it himself in a post to his social media platform, Truth Social, this past week. This is the new and most important part of his lengthy statement. He said he faced, quote, horrifying news on Sunday that, quote, deranged Jack Smith sent a letter stating, I am the target of a January 6th grand jury investigation and giving me a very short four days to report to the grand jury, which almost always means an arrest and indictment. So what is he talking about? He's talking about a target letter, and this is not the first one that Trump has received. He also received a target letter from special counsel Jack Smith over those classified documents found at Mar-a-Lago. And these target letters are usually sent to people who are indeed the target of a grand jury investigation, and those targets are given a few days to come in and state their case to the grand jury. Now, it is very rare that a target in these types of investigations takes that opportunity to talk to the grand jury and yes it is true that sending a target letter does almost always mean an arrest and indictment are imminent but this process isn't new to the former president last time special counsel jack smith sent one of these target letters to trump in the classified documents case he did not take the opportunity to speak to the grand jury within those four days and the former president was indicted on those 37 criminal charges a week later now it is very important this information is coming from the former president the department of justice has not confirmed this target letter and there is a lot we still don't know. We don't know what charges may be filed. We don't know if anyone else in Trump's orbit has received a target letter. Most importantly, we don't know for sure if or when charges will come. Those answers will be coming within the next few days and weeks. But what we do know is that special counsel Jack Smith has been investigating what happened before and during January 6th. Who was responsible? Who was involved? What was the intent? And were there any criminal elements to it? The letter is clearly related to this investigation. Are you stressed about getting your passport in time because you have a trip coming up? As we've reported several times in the past, the State Department said that they are so backed up that routine processing for passports is taking between 10 to 13 weeks or more, and expedited processing is taking between 7 and 9 weeks. First, the State Department says that if you applied for a new passport or renewed an old passport either in person or by mail, you don't have to call. You can just check the status of your ticket online after two weeks. You can also sign up for email alerts about your status, and to do that, go to passportstatus.state.gov to see if your application is either in process, approved, or your passport has been mailed. 
If you renewed your passport online, you can check the mytravel.gov website to see if your application has been submitted, received, is in process, is approved slash printed, or mailed slash shipped. Here's what you need to know if you have already applied for a passport, still don't have it, and need it faster than the current processing time. If you are traveling in more than 14 days, you should not call the State Department. The State Department says you should check your passport status online, and the only thing that you can do over a phone call at that point is change your address, upgrade your processing to expedited service, or request one or two day delivery of your completed passport. If you are traveling in 6 to 14 days, you can call the State Department and they will notify the agency processing your application and request that your passport is processed in time. And if you're traveling in five days or less, you can call the State Department to see if you can get an in-person appointment at a passport agency or center, but appointments are limited and cannot be guaranteed. If you have not applied yet for your passport and you are traveling abroad in 14 days or less, you can call the State Department. You'll need to get an in-person appointment, and again, those appointment times are limited and cannot be guaranteed. The phone number to call for all of this is 877-487-2778. Again, that is 877-487-2778. And don't forget that if you want to apply for a new passport, the State Department is hosting passport fairs all across the country all summer long. FedNow is now up and running. The Federal Reserve announced that the new instant payment system called FedNow is now up and running. 35 early adopting banks and credit unions, as well as the U.S. Department of Treasury's Bureau of Fiscal Service, are already on board. We have told you about this Okay, we have told you all about how FedNow works back in April, but Let's just go over the short version of what FedNow is. It's not a currency. That is the most important thing to note. And also, it is important to note that you do not sign up for FedNow. Your bank does. It's a way for banks who qualify to talk to each other and the Federal Reserve in real time to facilitate three different things. Instant transaction settlements, 24-7, 365 available transfers, and instant payment confirmation for both the sender and the recipient. FedNow is a big deal because it is the first and only digital instant payment system created and backed by the U.S. government. So what does FedNow do for you? It processes your payments in real time, one by one, as opposed to the way they've been processed in the past, in bulk at specific times and on specific days. This real-time processing dramatically increases the speed that money moves from you to your payees and from payees back to you. Basically, if your bank uses FedNow, you would no longer need to wait a few business days or wait until a holiday or weekend is over to get your money. It's there instantly. And if you're trying to pay a bill, you can do it immediately as long as the money is in your account. 
As I said, as of today, 35 institutions, the Department of Treasury's Bureau of Fiscal Service, and 16 service providers are already up and running with FedNow. But it will most likely take quite some time for all banking institutions to join the network and offer real-time payment services to customers. The early adopters included JP Morgan, Chase, Wells Fargo, and U.S. Bank, just to name a few. No, you're not imagining it. It is tough to buy a home right now. Not only is existing home inventory low, but prices are very high. According to today's National Association of Realtors report for June, if you want to buy not a new home, but an existing home, the national median price for the month of June was $410,200. That is the second highest all-time price nationally. The all-time high was June of last year when the national median home price was $413,000. In the Northeast, the median existing home price was up from last year to $475,300. In the Midwest, it was also up to $311,800. In the South, existing home prices were actually down a bit from last year to $366,600. And in the West, they were also down to $606,500. The report also found that existing home inventory nationwide, including single-family, townhomes, condos, and co-ops, was down 13.6% from last year. The Department of Education took a major step last week in the very long process of federal student loan forgiveness. Now, does this have to do with the forgiveness to 800,000 borrowers who had their repayment miscalculated? No. Does it have to do with SSA or the income-driven repayment program? Also, no. Well, then what is this about? This is a proposal from the president that he announced just after the Supreme Court struck down his first student loan forgiveness plan. We told you about this announcement a few weeks ago at that time, but we just didn't know at that point many of the details about what this would look like, what would happen from then. Really, there were no details given by the president or anyone else at the time. What we do know is that the president wants to use the power given to the education secretary under the 1965 Higher Education Act to compromise, waive, or release federal student loans. So last week was the first big step in turning that proposal into a reality through what is called the rulemaking process. Last week, the Department of Education took the step of having the first public hearing. For about five hours on Tuesday, we watched as officials from the Department of Education heard from current students who have loans, former students paying off those loans, parents, and of course, those who do not think the federal government should be forgiving any loans. Those in favor suggested several things that this next forgiveness program should include. Getting rid of the capitalized interest, reducing the interest rate on the loan, and restructuring the way interest is calculated. 
They also suggested that the department revamp its entire repayment program and do a better job of educating potential borrowers about what exactly they're getting into when they take this loan out in the first place. And of course, there were others who said that the president needed to simply wipe out student debt altogether. Now, what is important to note here is that it's going to be at least a year before we really begin to see what comes of this proposal and this entire rule-making process. For the first time in its history, you will be able to get birth control pills over the counter. It's called Opil. The FDA just approved a daily oral contraceptive called Opil. Opil will be available without a prescription at the drugstore, convenience stores, grocery stores, and online. Now, Opil is a progestion-only pill, and the FDA says that it is safe and effective when used properly. It is important to understand while having Opil available over-the-counter is new, the pill itself is not. Opil was first approved by the FDA for prescription use back in 1973. The FDA says that almost half of the 6 million pregnancies in the United States are unintended, so making birth control pills more accessible and affordable since you will no longer have to pay to go see a doctor to get the prescription will help reduce the barriers for many Americans. The decision does not mean that all birth control pills will be available without a prescription. This approval is specific for Opil. According to Opil's maker, the pill should be available on store shelves in the first quarter of 2024. Now getting into rapid news, legendary singer Tony Bennett, thought of as one of the last amazing saloon singers, died Friday at the age of 96. And in a very controversial decision, Israel's parliament has voted to strip the country's Supreme Court of its power to block government decisions, a move that has been protested for months and criticized by other countries' leaders, including the White House. Now getting into good news for today and truly just a heartwarming story as a baby who was not expected to survive is home from the hospital after 181 days laughing and happy. This surrounds Zaylin, who was born 16 weeks early with a hole in his heart and on constant oxygen in the hospital again for 181 days. He was born at just one pound, six ounces, and doctors basically said there was no way he was going to survive, but he was a fighter. He fought through all of it, through surgery, to help better his eyesight as he was suffering from a condition that could have severely reduced his eyesight. He fought to recover and to stay alive and is now back home healthy and much, much bigger. And it is just a miracle. He came out being able to fit in the palm of his mother's hand at again, one pound, six ounces, so small so tiny with such a small chance of survival born at just 23 weeks those are never good odds and yet Zalen has beaten those odds it is absolutely incredible and the whole experience has inspired his mother Kristen to start studying in the fall to become a NICU nurse absolutely incredible moment for everyone for Zaylin, for Kristen, for everyone in that family. 
it's just amazing and it warms my heart and i hope it does the same for you guys but that is the end of this monday morning episode and we will be back here very soon if you want to join us on clubhouse make sure that you follow the link in the show notes as always we have live rooms where we live stream these episodes, but we also get into other news as well. Other headlines that didn't make it into the show or things that came out after the show's release. So don't miss out on that. We will be talking and hanging out and having a good time over there. And we will be back tomorrow morning for an episode of Eye on the Ball. So don't miss out on all the sports news that we have there. But until then, you guys have a great start to your week and we will see you tomorrow. Bye.